What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera here with you. And oh boy, is that how we thought the season was going to go? Is that how we thought this year was going to go? 49ers fall to the Bears in rain-soaked Chicago, 19-10. to We're going to get into Trey Lance. We're going to get into the defense, which collapsed in the second half. We're going to get into the penalties. We'll get into all of it. Before we do, I want to remind you, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Anytime you take the time to leave a review, I promise you we will read it on the show. What a disgusting display by the 49ers on Sunday in Chicago. What a disgusting display. I mean, what what happened in the first half? The defense was shutting them down. In the second half, they gave up 19 points. They couldn't stop them. Every time the Bears were driving down the field, they get stopped penalty first down bears they get a touchdown every time in the second the bears scored three touchdowns two of their drives they were stopped they were stopped and stupid penalties by the 49ers lead to extending the drive the bears took advantage they scored touchdowns and that's how they get the win 12 penalties on the day for the 49ers for 99 total yards you can't do that man you just cannot do that inescapable and what did i talk about all week all week long i talked about it here's what you can't do you can't play conservative you can't leave it in a situation where justin fields only has to make a couple of plays to beat you because he's good enough to do it and what happened justin fields made like two plays in the whole game and guess what the bears won unbelievable unbelievable performance by the 49ers it's sickening to me as I welcome in Levin Black, or at least we try. There we go. Levin Black, who co-hosts with me on Thursdays, the Gold Standard Podcast. Levin, I was just saying, all week I warned about the recipe for losing to a worse team on the road. Keep it close offensively, penalties, turnovers. And guess what the 49ers did? Check, check, check all of those, and they lost. Uh, it's just mental mistakes. It's inexcusable. It's the type of stuff that you, you can't allow to happen. The uh, penalties were backbreaking. The Bears, both of their touchdown drives came on drives that should have been punts. And instead of a penalty, extended it. And you had, even at the end there, Trent Williams had two false starts, back-to-back drives. Like, even he is messing up. It's just, this is one of those games that you don't even want to watch. It was, you know, the entire fourth quarter, I was sitting there thinking, I want to turn this off. I want to turn this off. I I know how this is going. I don't want to watch. And you could see it. You could see it building. The offense is doing nothing. And Justin Fields is running the ball more and they're just getting momentum. And it's just building and building. And I don't know what the hell happened to the defense in the second half. Like they couldn't, they couldn't have been better in the first half. They were amazing in the first half. Second half, I don't know what happened. Penalty, penalty, penalty. Justin Fields slides. Aziz Alshire comes out of nowhere and drills him. These are They were not like ticky-tack penalties in the second half. They were stupid penalties by the 49ers. And we saw in the preseason they were committing a ton of penalties too. And that's on Kyle Shanahan. And I don't know what whether the body clock was off for the 49ers. It was putrid. It was Putrid. I haven't even gotten to the offense and Trey Lance yet. Uh, yeah, it's the most penalties they've had in at least uh, over a year. I looked back last year, their season high for penalties 
was uh, 11. They had 12 in this game. It's not not as high for the yards, mainly because they didn't have a defensive pass interference of 40-plus yards like they did a bunch last year. But the number of times they just shot themselves in the foot is ridiculous. It, it was all game long, both the offense and the defense. How much different of a game is this if the Niners go out there and on that first drive they actually get the touchdown instead Debo fumbles? They just they were not awake, it seemed like. It was really annoying. And let's get to Trey Lance and the offense now. Lance's stat line on the day, 13 of 28, 164 yards, threw a bad, bad pick, 13 carries, 54 yards. Couple of things. Lance, not great today. Kyle Shanahan, also not great today. Not doing him any favors. I mean, can we throw a pass in the red zone? The 49ers, I think, had eight or nine red zone plays. You know how many passes they attempted? One. And Lance Could, got sacked. Can we bootleg him? Like, get him out of the pocket that doesn't Do exist. That's what pissed me off. It's like, one, they never adjusted. They kept trying to do screens. It's like, okay, know. clearly that's the type of throw that your quarterback struggles most with. And then on top of it, the Bears knew that's what they were doing. Every single screen pass, they blew up. And that's why they had a penalty for illegal man downfield, because they got blown up. They kept doing it. He never changed the game plan. And anytime they tried to do a drop back pass, if if you went two seconds, if you counted two seconds from the snap, somebody was on Trey Lance. The offensive line, it's the exact scenario we were worried about all offseason. You and I yep. were talking about that offensive line. It's the Achilles heel. Aaron Banks is garbage. The fact <laughs> they went into this season. Hold on. He was ready to start last year, Levin. Remember? Yeah, the the bootlicker said that. Hey, he can't even make the roster on game days, but he's ready to start. It was just that they were trying to make him a left guard instead of a right guard. It's like, yes, I understand it is different, but it's not so different that he can't even make the roster as a backup. Like, that's just stupid. He was inactive on game days. You know, some of the bootlickers, they need to look in the mirror because this game proved that he just isn't it. He had a bad preseason and a terrible game today. Now, the weather didn't help anything, but what you saw from today, it's not like he was going against a dominant defensive line either. And it you wasn't know, he, raining for a for the middle chunk of the game. It didn't really get crazy until like the end of the fourth quarter. It was, was obscene. It was like biblical rain. But right. uh, Robert, but why Cleary, not move? Why not move Trey Lance after you see? Okay, he can't get more than two seconds. How about we move him out on a bootleg? And instead, you had him doing the traditional dropback pass to where he doesn't get enough time to look at anything develop, and then he's having to scramble for his life. Not that he played well. I don't think he played horrendously. His stat line looks horrendous, but he didn't play terribly when you consider the offensive line in the weather but Kyle Shanahan did not adjust a single thing in this game Robert Grooms watching on the YouTube page if you're going to just throw short passes and have a quarterback stay in the pocket why give up three first round picks when you have Jimmy G already no game plan for Trey the screen the amount of screen passes was ridiculous the worst thing Trey does is throw accurately on short passes like why are we throwing screen the better the defense plays the more conservative Kyle Shanahan gets. It's like he never tries to blow anybody out. He always tries to win the game like 17-10. I mean, that got up by 10 points, and I felt like they were trying to sit on the lead. It was like, what are you doing? It was just pathetic play calling. Every run was a gadget run. They started the game with two runs to wide receivers with Ayuk and Debo. Like, what are you doing, man? Take the training wheels off. What is the point of having this guy if you're going to make him throw short and try and dink and dunk? When did Trey look good? Deep ball, slot fade to Jawan Jennings. 
Like the deeper passes is when he looked good. It was infuriating to me. I'm sitting there watching the game. Like, can we be aggressive at all? You know, it's only week one, so I can't say this beyond a shadow of a doubt. But from what I saw today, this offense isn't going to be able to dominate. It's going to be Trey Lance is either elite and he lifts everybody up or the off- the offense is not going to be able to run. They will not be able to run. If Eli Mitchell has a serious injury, Jeff Wilson ain't it. He is, he's a decent backup. Because he can go in and he can get three, four yards and he's not going to make a mistake. But he's not going to lift anything up. He's not going to create something out of nothing. He doesn't have the speed to be a difference maker. And that offensive line on the interior is quite possibly the worst in the NFL. And the fact that they had a contending roster and the front office decided that it was okay to roll into the season with that offensive line, a journeyman for a center who couldn't even get a starting gig until six years in, (laughs) a guy who couldn't even dress on game days next to him and another guy on the other side that's a low round rookie like hello it's pretty obvious there's a reason why you were able to get these guys and it's because while they might be nfl quality guys they are not starting quality and having three of them all lined up on the interior it it's just negligence Bill Meeker on the Facebook page, the 49ers' failure to address the OL in the draft is coming back to haunt them already. Well, yeah. No, no, they addressed it in the draft. Well, when they drafted true. Aaron Banks. They just can't draft worth a damn in the second round when it comes to offensive line or really any pick other than Debo. The offensive line was bad. Oh, this is a good tweet from Akash on a Varathan. Uh, Trey Lance in the first half, 6 of 10, 70 yards, 81.2 rating. Trey Lance in the second half, 7 of 18, 94 yards, finished the game with a 50.3 passer rating. Lowest for a 49ers opening day starter since Jimmy Garoppolo in 2018. And, and I, like, there's so many people saying, you know, Trey isn't ready, all that stuff. Like, I'm not, don't go there yet. I'm not making excuses for him. He played Uh, bad, but that doesn't mean like he's not ready. Like we've seen enough now. Like, no, both can be true. He did. He was not bad, but it's week one. He made, he made some plays with his feet. Obviously he didn't have much of a chance. Like he did not lift. He was not a difference maker. Uh, So it's not a complete excuse for him. But the offensive line was absolutely garbage. And then that entire fourth quarter was not passable. That that was the exact type of weather you can't pass. Which, by the way, that's the salt in the wound for me. It's like, oh, now they're down and the heavens open up and it rains so hard you can't even get a chance to see what Trey Lance is because nobody can do anything. I mean, <laughs> you saw Juice drop a pass because it is raining so hard you literally yeah. can't do it. Just like, come on, really? It, it, it's it's not bad enough. I got to deal with the Jimmy stuff already. I've already had a family member say, should I pick up Jimmy in fantasy? Like, leave me <laughs> alone. I've already seen multiple national media people saying, I think Jimmy could replace him as soon as next week. Like. No, that's not th- going to This is the worst type of game. This is yep. the nightmare game. Bad p- team played bad. The penalties were not good. Lance was not great by any stretch of the imagination. And who did he lose to? Justin Fields, the guy that they could have drafted instead of Trey Lance. Like, it's a perfect storm. And I guarantee you Kyle's going to get the question in the press comments because this is what they signed up for. Did you ever consider going to Jimmy? I guarantee you he's going to get asked if he considered going to Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Uh, Jed watching on the Facebook page. Justin Fields was, is a difference maker on a garbage team, but Trey isn't yet totally worth it. LOL. Again, I'm not making any grand pronouncements about Trey Lance's career, but Justin Fields was a difference maker today. The long touchdown pass that he had to Dante Pettis, which of course it went to Dante Pettis, right? The long touchdown fields breaks contain avoids rushers rolls out throws to a wide open Pettis as coverage breaks down. I don't know whose fault it was. Maybe Hufanga. I'm not sure. It looked like Hufanga kind of broke off and tried to tackle Justin Fields from across the field on that play. But I think it was both him and Greenlaw is kind of one of those. I think Greenlaw had the further outside coverage, but he also is not going to have the deep coverage that the pass ended up going to. And both of them broke off and they're literally running 30 yards across the field to try to get to Justin Fields. It's like that's not your responsibility. That's just an excusable defense. The defense broke in the second half. They had a monster of a first half, and they just – I wouldn't say they let – they came off the gas. I think they just – they got too sure of themselves, and they started making mental mistakes left and right. It, It's so frustrating. I mean, I, I'm having to watch myself because there's so many cuss words that want to come out of my mouth <laughs> with the way this game went. So I'm trying not to, and it's hard to put into words without using those words. But William, it, it's just so frustrating. William Mack on the YouTube page. Drake Greenlaw had a forgettable game. Yes, he did. Big penalties by him put us in bad spots. 100%. 100%. He had a terrible game. I mean, the 49 it, this was all self-inflicted by the 49ers. That's the most frustrating thing. Between the penalties and the conservative offense, it was all they did it to themselves. There's no way the Bears should have won this game, but the 49ers did it to themselves. And and Look, maybe this can be a good thing, right? I'm going to try and take that angle. Maybe it could be a wake-up call. Like, we can't try to just run the ball two out of every three plays and hope that our defense can contain them to 10 points. Like, that is not going to work. It, against a bad team, it's not going to work. I mean, put it this way. The Niners had seven minutes more of time of possession. They had a better third down uh, conversion rate. They had more first downs, and they outgained the Bears by 127 yards. Yet they almost got doubled up on the scoreboard. That only happens when there's turnovers and dumb penalties. They lost the ball twice, two to one. They lost the uh, turnover battle. Should have been two to two, but apparently Gibson really is a perfect replacement for Tart. (laughs) Can I just say, Talanoa Hufanga is um, he is good, man. He, he started one game as, like, the guy as the starting safety. He has an interception immediately. Sorry there, cut out. I didn't hear anything that you said. I oh, just sorry. got back. <laughs> my, I apologize. My internet is, is performing like the 49ers defense today in the second half. Hufanga looked great. Hufanga's all over the field, immediately makes an interception, tackling dudes. Like, he looks like a stud. Somehow he was able to get an interception. Jaquaski Tart couldn't get, like, an interception in a million games for the 49ers yet Hufanga starts one game and he gets a a pick. At least he looked good. Yeah. He looked like the best player on the defense, especially in the first half. You know, I'm, I'm not putting this on him. You know, he's clearly not at that level, probably almost guaranteed never will be, but the type of plays he was making did remind me of Palomalo. Yeah. The way he's able to make plays at the line of scrimmage. Yep. Reminded me of that, that he was ridiculously good in the run game and then had the interception in the pass game and wasn't terrible in coverage outside of that. He made some other plays. Um, That's the big positive. That's maybe the only big positive that comes out of this game. 
I thought Mooney Ward looked good. We barely said his name the whole show, which is a sign that he was playing well. Um, yeah, the, the the corners especially played well. I mean, you didn't hear Mosley almost at all either. Right, that's true. You know what? I can't even. I literally cannot think of a time they even. He didn't have a completion name. to a wide receiver until the second half. Yeah, like that's how good. If even with the way they played in the second half, the Bears only had 204 total yards on the entire day. They had 3.6 yards per play. That's the frustrating thing. It's the penalties. And it's funny, you know, last year it was the defensive pass interference penalties. We got rid of those. Didn't have any of those. We had defensive holding penalties, defensive face mask penalties. Do you know how bad you have to grab someone's face mask to get a defensive face mask penalty? Like, what the hell? But this is what happens when you commit these penalties and give teams second chances, especially with a quarterback that's as athletic as Justin Fields, you're going to risk getting beat by a worse team. And that's exactly what happened today. Can I just say, I don't really agree with Justin Fields being a difference maker. He made a few plays, but anybody can make anybody, any mobile quarterbacks making that pass to Dante Pettis. That's a defensive mistake. Uh, I, I think really the big, big difference between Trey Lance and Justin Fields in this game is Trey Lance escaped up the gut and Justin Fields escaped to the outside. When you escape to the outside, you got the ability to keep looking for a pass. And when you escape up the gut, you're just running and getting what you can. And I think that was a big difference was that a lot of the times Trey Lance scrambled, he didn't get the chance to then look to see if anybody was open. Part of that was also that once he beat one defender, he had another defender in his face. But that that's going to be the lasting thing for me is the offensive line. It, it was if, if, they, if they don't have a really big improvement. Boy, you thought the Rams are in trouble with their offensive line on that Thursday game mm-hmm. and everybody was making fun of them because they gave up seven sacks. The way in which the Niners offensive line got shoved back into the backfield on both run plays and pass plays in this game. You're just not going to be able to do anything offensively. It doesn't matter who's back there. It was terrible. And when you get pressure up the middle, that's the worst thing for a quarterback, even a mobile quarterback. That's the worst thing for us. I'll I'll say this. This would have been a seven plus sack game if Jimmy was in. Well, I don't even want to get into that, though. I don't want to get into that game (laughs) of what if Jimmy Garoppolo was in. I know. I'm just saying, like, there were a lot of would be sacks that were avoided because Trey Lance is a big physical mobile quarterback. The offensive line was a terrible problem. Like when Lance is trying to mount a comeback and he's got pressure every single play, which by the way, that goes to what you were saying, right? Levin, roll him out. Try to get him some looks where he doesn't have to sit back there in the pocket. Get him away from the interior offensive line. I just, I didn't like anything about the offensive game plan today. I didn't like the conservative play calling. I didn't like the play by the offensive line. I didn't like Trey Lance to me. I He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. You know, and and it's it's just ugly. This whole whole game, with, other than Hufanga and like Mooney Ward, the whole game was ugly. I can't think of was there anybody on offense that you thought stood out for the Niners? I mean, no. Debo had a big drop at the end of the game. Yeah, the drop Mitchell, and the fumble. Yeah, the fumble. Elijah Mitchell hurt again. Can the 49ers have a running back that can finish Week One? Is that yeah, too I, much I think, to ask? I think he might be done for season because they ruled him out before halftime. Yeah. Teams, even if it's like, well, we think it might be serious, but we're not sure if it's the ACL or whatever, they will say questionable until they get confirmation. The fact that he was ruled out so quickly, best case scenario is short-term IR. 
Well, I, I'm going to wait before I diagnose any of that, but it's just, I cannot believe that the thing that you're worried about all week is literally the things that happen. Here's Shanahan on the worst penalty, the Greenlaw personal foul, which Shanahan said was the 49ers' worst penalty. The worst one was that unnecessary face mask when we stopped the back in the backfield. Two stupid penalties that led to 14 points. Real disappointed in us. How could you not be? How could you not be? And here we go. On on Lance's interception, he was asked, Shanahan was asked, did Lance telegraph the pick? Kyle said, no, the safety made a hell of a play. Like, he might have made a decent play, but Lance telegraphed it. He was staring at him the entire time. Both can be true. I honestly am not going to, I don't know for sure either way. Uh, I was too pissed off at that point. I do think the safety made a good play because when you looked at the moment that Trey started to make the pass, it did look open. But the safety was already breaking, which is normally a sign of, yeah, Trey Lance or the quarterback telegraphed it so the safety is able to break early. Lee, watching on the YouTube page, says the O-line was not the problem. Trey Lance still a rookie to diagnose where the ball need to go. He's a rookie. Well, he's not a rookie. He's not a rookie, first of all, even though Kyle Shanahan called him a rookie. This is part of the reason I wanted Trey to play last year, because these are the growing pains that he is going to have as a young player. I wanted to get rid of all that crap and go through all of those last year. 49ers didn't want to do that. So you just kick the can down the road. And guess what? Week one, growing pains. And I don't know about you, Levin, but the the most frustrating thing for me, maybe not the most frustrating because that's a long list. When they got down double digits, I felt like we can't come back. I felt like this is over. Like I just got that same old feeling I got when you know who was the quarterback. This offense, when they get down double digits, it's it's tough sledding. I only felt that way because the weather turned. Once it got so rainy, I was like, there's no way. You're not, you're not making two long touchdowns quickly to, to end up getting back. It just, to me, if it wasn't for the rain, I would have had hope. But it's just, like I said, that's the salt in the wound. Oh, they're down. Now they really need to score. Here comes a monsoon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but they had a huge portion of the game where it wasn't raining, where the rain couldn't be your excuse. And they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. I mean, Trey Lance missed Tyler Croft open for a touchdown, just overthrew him. Like everybody, everybody was off today. Nobody was crisp. Nobody was on it. I know the defense came out great, but then they just, in the second half, I don't know what happened. I do not know what happened. And the 49ers had good starting field position in the entire first half. I mean, it was almost every time they were at like the, seemed like the 35, the 40 yard line. I think their average field position in the first half was like their own 43 yard line. They even started a possession in Chicago territory at one point. They did not take advantage of their opportunities and the bears did. You know, I I don't want to be too negative. I don't know what was going through his mind on this, but it did stand out to me when the, when it was on TV, the play that uh, the second scoring drive got extended on where Nick Boza almost gets the sack, gets held horribly, and Justin Fields escapes. And then there, I think it was the defensive holding that extended the, the play. Uh, they did a close-up of Nick Boza, like, as the penalty was being announced. And he put his head down. He rolled his eyes. He was disappointed. Just body language terrible. And it's like, you're a captain, dude. Rally the troops. 
that's not the type of I don't know if it was because he got held so badly that he's just mad because he cannot get a freaking holding call. <laughs> like I, I'm at the point like they need to every single press conference start taking the fines. Go ahead, Kyle, take the dang fine and publicly say, Can the league start calling the holds on the on Nick Boza and just call him out publicly and take the dang fine? Jed York, pay it. Because I'm sick of it. But whether it was that, like if it's that it, I can somewhat give him a pass, but if it was the fact that the drive extended because of penalty, like you're a captain, you you can't be doing that. You got to keep your head up and you got to go rally the troops. Hey, we're going to stop them again, you know? And instead his head went down. He, he was, I I don't know how to describe his face, but he was grimacing like in a, you got to be kidding me type of of face. And it it just, I remember seeing it and thinking, Whoa, that's not a good look. I mean, he's not really a good body language guy in general, you know, and that's why, like, I don't know. I agree with what you're saying. Not everybody that's really good, just because you're really good, it doesn't automatically make you a captain. And just because you're not really good doesn't mean you can't be a captain. There's part of it. Like, you do have to rally the team. They just, even Trey at times kind of looked like a little, like it was snowballing on them a little bit. Oh, it definitely snowballed. Like, they were doing fine in the first half. When they got that long touchdown to Dante Pettis, it was done. That that's when it that's when Kyle said it, it, it switched. But like you can't. That's also no excuse, right? Oh wow, the Bears got a long touchdown. Guess that means we can't do anything now. Like that touchdown came with five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Like you can't just go in the bag. You weren't even losing after that touchdown. You still had the lead. So like. Somebody needs to rally the troops. Somebody needs to get people together on the sideline and say, hey, we're still winning. Calm down. We're going to be fine. Whether it's Warner, whether it's Lance, if he needs to do it since he's the quarterback, whoever the hell needs to do it. But somebody has to just because they make one long play. You know, the sky is not falling. That was really the only play that, that Fields had made up until that point. And you still had a three point lead like that can't be the excuse that, oh, we just lost the momentum and that was it. Can I just say it's going to be miserable for a week? Oh, it's going to be. This is not going to be a fun week. Well, th- but this is what the Niners have signed up for, right? Oh, Trey yep. Lance. Oh, oh, no, he wasn't yeah, good. No, nobody to blame but themselves. And you're damn right. I'm mad that they make me deal with it. Yep. Because, you know, we got to talk about it. And I got to see it on Twitter. And, not so, you know, talking about salt in the wounds, not only do I have to be disappointed in a loss and hear it from, you know, friends and things like that, but I got to hear and see, well, maybe this should go to Jimmy. Oh, it's a Jimmy time. You know, I'm <laughs> like, that's not something possible if he's not here. Blanton125 watching on the YouTube page, running the ball on first to second down, and then obviously throwing on third is a recipe for disaster. That is what I have said leading up to this, is that if you want to try and hide your quarterback, you don't wait till third down to make him throw. You let him throw on first down. Because if you try to keep him out of must-pass situations by running on first and second down, what you're going to end up doing is putting him in must-pass situations on third down unless you plan on just being able to run the ball every single play and get a first down, which, of course, unless you're playing the Packers in the NFC Championship game, is unrealistic. I would have just liked to see an adjustment in the second half, like change the offense completely. I understand Kyle Shanahan has his tendencies. He has the things he likes. But, you know, they kept running – play action passes a lot in the in the second half it's like you don't have the time you play action pass <laughs> somebody's on trade lance before he can even get his feet fully set on the drop back literally 
That's not an exaggeration, but they kept doing it. And it's like, Kyle, you could clearly see in the first half that that strategy is not going to work with how bad your offensive line is. And the fact that they can't get a strong footing in pass blocking when they have to try to dig in because it's so wet, they're just getting pushed back. Like you, you got to make adjustments. And that's not to say, I, I want to be clear. You know, the coaching wasn't great. Play calling wasn't great, but this is on the players. Like this, this one, I, I put 90% on the players, the penalties, the mental mistakes, the turnovers, like that is on you. The blown coverages, it's the players. The Niners should have still won this game with the play calls and the schemes that they had. Shanahan, this was, I thought this was curious. Ty Davis Price and Danny Gray were both healthy scratches for this game. Kyle was asked about it after the game. He said special teams were the reason that Malik Turner and Jordan Mason were active over Danny Gray and over Ty Davis Price. If you're going to take a running back in the third round, he can't be a healthy scratch. Like he cannot be a healthy scratch. What the hell are you doing? You want to give a healthy scratch to a running back? give it to some schlep you draft in the sixth round like damn it man what is the point do they not get that that's easy to see it's almost like having a uh second round offensive guard that can't even dress on game days as a rookie like if you're drafting interior o-line in the first or second round they better be starters day one plug and period yeah period and the fact that well he's a starter right now but He's maybe the worst offensive guard in the league right now that's starting. It's terrible. And how about this? Jawan Jennings led all 49ers receivers. Four catches for 62 yards. Brandon Ayuk had two targets for 40, two targets, two catches for 40 yards. 31 of them came on one play. Debo Samuel had eight targets, just two catches, 14 yards. Like that can't, that can't be it. You just signed Debo to all this money. You got to get more out of him than that. You have to get more. And it can't just be handoffs. And I know he also led or he had eight carries for 52 yards and a touchdown, which is good. But like, no, man, you got to get more out of your passing game and out of your star receivers. It's just hard because of the way the weather was. I, It's hard to judge. It didn't look good. It's not promising for sure. You don't discard it completely or dismiss it completely. But at the same time, it's, mm, the weather was so terrible. I mean, they're literally squeegeeing the field before kickoff because there's so much water on it like no wonder the bears are going to arlington you put all of it though on the weather like i don't i can't just look and say oh well it was really rainy in the fourth quarter they should never have been down they should never have been down in the first place well yeah that's why i said even with the play calls that i didn't really care for they should have still won this game the players lost the game they literally were dominating this game the entire first half and it was they dominated the first quarter completely the bears had not done a single thing on offense the bears didn't even get to 49ers territory until late in the second quarter <laughs> and yet it was 7-0 and it was 0-0 after the first quarter like that's when it it should have been 14-0 17-0 and the game's all but over Darren St. Pierre watching on the YouTube page. Need disciplined football and quit blaming on the weather. Lame. I agree. The rain didn't make you commit penalties. The rain didn't make Aziz Alshire hit Justin Fields late. The rain didn't make Dre Greenlaw grab somebody's face mask or Javon Kinlaw hold somebody when the when the Bears were driving. The rain doesn't do that. The rain doesn't make you commit penalties. So the 49ers have no one to blame but themselves for this loss. Now, look, they could win next week and be fine, 
But mm. I think what we've seen today is there are no more easy games on the 49ers schedule. You cannot just say, oh, that's a win. Like, no, 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 that is over. We have seen now what this team is capable of. It's going to be a nail biter all year long. I don't think we're going to have any of those easy games. There's not going to be a 50 piece that we're dropping on Carolina. Like we saw in 2019, there are going to be no easy games for the 49ers this year. There's a couple takeaways in terms of season outlook. One, they have to beat either. Well, obviously they have to beat the Seahawks, but assuming they beat the Seahawks, because boy, if you lose to the Seahawks, go ahead and bench Trey Lance and just give up and fire Kyle Shanahan. No, you can't, no, no, you can't lose both those games. Yes, you can. You yes, can't I'm bench Trey Lance. You can't lose to Seattle, especially after blowing this game. Like, I'm not saying that they would be toast and certain busts, but uh, at that point, you got to question where this team is headed and how much they messed up the locker room uh, one way or the other. But they got to beat Seattle. Assuming that, they got to win one of Broncos or Rams. They can't be one and three. Here's what I don't here's what I don't like from Nick Bosa. He said, We're gonna be all right. It's just annoying to give a game away like that. I don't think that's the attitude the 49ers should have after this loss. I think they need to have urgency. I think they need to you don't have to panic. I'm not saying panic, but I'm saying that was unacceptable. This is gonna get fixed. It's going to get fixed. I don't want to say, oh, we'll be all right. No, like it that doesn't just happen. If you are gonna be all right, it's because you lock it up next week. You lock down the penalties. You get a crisp offense rolling. You don't give up 19 points in the second half of a game. Again, not panic, but I would like to see urgency, and, and hopefully we will. I'm sure some players will be urgent. Some aren't. That's not really Bose's MO. Uh, True. I, I think that's good. It shows that their confidence isn't gone yet, uh, which it definitely shouldn't be. But my larger takeaway from this game is – Unless the offensive line improves, this is not a playoff team. The offensive line was so bad, you will not make the playoffs with that level of an offensive line, period. I mean, McGlinchey did not look good either. By the way, Jesse on the no, YouTube Nobody page, looked good. Trent right. Williams had false starts. You know, yep. he didn't get his butt whooped, uh, but he had false starts. And the interior offensive line, I don't think any of them played a good game uh, to varying degrees. Some of them played absolutely horrendous. Uh, and McGlinchey didn't do well either. Jesse Garcia says, we're going to be okay, guys. We'll get the bad taste out of our mouths. Blanton, one, two, five. Loss is a gut check. Glad it happened in the first game. That's fair. Eh, uh, the first part, sure. Loss is a gut check. Glad it happened in the first game. Why? Like You could have won. How, is, how is it better in the first game? How is it better to have it in the first game instead of being 1-0 and and then having it in the second game? Or being four and two and having it in the seventh game. Like why, how is week one a better time to have a gut check? Charles watching on the YouTube page, Kyle Shanahan calls a game plan made for Jimmy G, but he has Trey Lance at quarterback WTF shaking my head. Yeah, I agree with that. There were some cool plays. There was they did a, do the triple option. The yeah, triple they option, did. You don't, you don't even see that with mobile quarterback. Triple option is not something you see in the NFL. You might see awesome. the option and you might certainly see the read option, but a read option within the pitch ability on the outside, which is a triple option. It's just not something you see in the NFL. And it was really cool too, because they faked it to Debo was the first option on the triple option. They faked it to him. Trey got out to the edge and then flipped it to Elijah Mitchell. I love that. I thought there were a couple of plays. I mean, there was a third and 13 play where Lance took the ball and ran for a first down. There were some plays in there 
for Trey Lance specifically, but I didn't think there was enough of them. That's a great point by Charles. I didn't think that there was enough of those type of plays. And I know that Kyle has spent a long time telling us about how the offense doesn't change that much with Trey Lance. It should. It has to, I think. It has to change with Trey Lance. He's not the same style of player as Jimmy Garoppolo. His strengths are not the same throwing the football as Jimmy Garoppolo. If you keep the offense the same, you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. All right, let me say one more thing before I go here because I have to go to work, which is just awesome. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when's the last time the NFC West had everybody with a losing record? Because it's quite possible. You got the Cardinals playing the Chiefs, and you got the Seahawks playing the Broncos. It is quite possible all four teams in the division are 0-1. I don't know. I honestly can't remember. It's been a really good division, or at least had one of the best teams in the league pretty much since the Niners came up and emerged in 2011. But it's been a long time. I would bet it's been a very long time since all four teams had a losing record in the same week. Kyle Shanahan said he doesn't know Elijah Mitchell's long-term injury status. He has unclear. Uh, the one thing I I haven't seen, I know Trey Lance spoke. I think Trey Lance spoke already. Um, I want to see what he says after the game because we talked about the frustrations we've had with Jimmy Garoppolo after losses and how he never took personal responsibility. He always said, we weren't good enough. We could have been better. We, 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 Mm -hmm. we, we, like he was French. I want to see what Trey Lance has to say. Is is he going to come out and step up and take responsibility and talk about his poor play when at times I hope he does. Um, But I want to see it. You know, this is a test. We're going to learn about Trey Lance and about how he responds as we go along here. And we don't know yet. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. That's certainly something that you and I have ranted about multiple times when Jimmy Garoppolo would have a terrible game and come on and say, oh, we just weren't good enough. No, get the we out of here. At some point, you have to say hi. Well, Levin, I appreciate you hopping in. I wish we, you know, had happier things to talk about here. But uh, nonetheless, thanks for hopping in. And I'm sorry that you have to go to work now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it can be a distraction, but I doubt it. All right. Thanks, Levin. Debo Samuel is talking now. It'll be interesting to see what he says when he meets the media. I want to see what they say and how they follow it up. That's the other important part of this. How do they follow it up? Because you can talk a good game. The 49ers are great at talking, right? Everything's going to be fine with Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to be cool. Everything's cool. Let's see. Let's find out. You know, this I, they're going to decide whether this loss is a sign of things to come or whether it's a speed bump, you know, a hiccup to start the year, and then they get rolling. We've seen this team start three and five last year, and then they got rolling, and they went on a long winning streak. So it's possible, but we got to see. But this is like the worst possible way that the season could have started, right? Trey Lance does not impress. The defense kind of flounders in the second half, and you had a long injury with Elijah Mitchell getting hurt. I shouldn't say long injury, but you had an injury to a starter with Elijah Mitchell getting hurt when George Kittle is already out. So, like, if you were ticking the bad things that could happen in this loss, you got pretty much one of everything. It was bad loss bingo today for the 49ers. Morden watching on the Facebook page. How about some blame on the defense? I We've been blaming the defense. In the second half, they were not good. They gave them chances over and over again. Bad penalties, extended drives for the Bears that led to touchdowns. Uh, Waltony101 watching on 
my Twitch page at Stats on Fire. Appreciate that. It's also the way it unraveled after starting pretty okay. It did really feel like it snowballed on them. It really, really did, which is so upsetting. It felt like nobody could kind of right the ship. You know, after that long touchdown, 49ers go six plays, 21 yards, punt. Bears get the ball back, 10 plays, 84 yards, touchdown. Now you're losing, right? You've been leading all game. It's a game you control. What do you need? That's the drive that you need to buckle down, get first downs, keep the chains moving, and respond, right? And there were a lot of times during that winning streak last year where the 49ers offense was able to do it, whether it was a long catch and run by Debo, a run, Jimmy making a throw, whatever it was. A lot of times, especially in that winning streak, they were able to get that drive when they needed it. Instead, 49ers go six plays, move the ball just 16 yards, and Trey Lance throws an interception that sets the Bears up at the 49ers' 21-yard line. That's what you can't have if you're the 49ers. You can't have bad offense with a turnover that sets the defense up in a position to give up points immediately, right? Like if Trey Lance, like we saw it earlier in the game, Debo goes down the field, fumbles the ball, not a huge deal. The 40, the Bears had the ball at their 12-yard line, right? And then they ended up throwing an interception on that drive anyway. But when you set the defense up in a position to give up points immediately, that's the recipe for disaster. That's the one thing that Trey Lance can't do. Those crushing turnovers are the ones that really kill you. If he has that turnover 30 or 40 yards down the field, same throw, it's not backbreaking. But because he had it when he had it, it was backbreaking for the 49ers. That's That hurts. Now, I haven't even looked at this, but I'm being told that Kansas City is, yeah, they're already winning 14 to nothing in the first quarter on Arizona. That's that's fun to see. Chief, who is this? Chief N watching on the YouTube page. It's Lance's fault to a certain extent. He missed a wide open touchdown. Yes, he did. He missed Tyler Croft, but like that happens to every quarterback during a game. That happens to every quarterback during a game. They all miss throws. Mahomes misses throws. Stafford misses throws. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, whoever you want to say. The difference is those aren't game-defining plays because they make other plays, right? They make other big plays. They still keep the offense moving. That was the frustrating thing with Jimmy. We all remember the plays that he didn't make because he never seemed to make up for it. There were never any big plays, so those always stand out in our mind. Like If he had just hit Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, if he had just hit Brandon Ayuk in the playoffs against the Cowboys, if he had just hit a wide-open Kyle Juszczyk any of the million times he had him, We remember those because he doesn't have those big play follow-ups. That doesn't happen right now for the 49ers, and it's depressing. Very depressing. It was a hum. This is going to be a humbling week for you as a 49er fan, and you're just going to have to eat it. You're just going to have to shut your mouth because you're going to have to hear it from everybody. The national media is going to be talking about Trey Lance. They're going to try and pin this game on Trey Lance. They're going to say Justin Fields made the plays. Trey Lance didn't. You're going to hear a lot about Trey Lance's line in the second half. That's just part of it. That is what it's going to be. And you're not going to be able to say anything back as a 49er fan. You're you're not going to. You're just going to have to swallow that humble pie. And it's frustrating. You're going to have to just eat the, eat the crap this week. I mean, it's always like that when the 49ers lose, but it's going to be even more so this week because you lost to a team that nobody thinks is going to be any good. You lost to a quarterback that you could have had and didn't take. And the guy that you did take did not play well. So that's going to hurt. Not going to be ideal for the 49ers. The good news is, look, you go out next week, you beat the Seahawks next week. That takes the sting out of this loss in a big, big way, right? 
You go into week three, one and one, not the end of the world at all. So this hurts this week, but we got a long way to go. We still got 16 more games, okay? So let's just hunker down. We'll be here with you. The Niners Nation Network will be here with you. We will eat our humble pie. It's not going to taste good, but that's okay because they can get right next week. If the whole division starts out 0-1, that's great for us. You know, like we can just calm down. Now, it stinks that this is an NFC loss because that comes into the into the conversation when you're talking tiebreakers. But like Joe Scalio says, uh, sorry, Joe Salcedo. Sorry if I butchered that. Let's see how Lance and the team responds. It'll tell us a lot. Yeah, I agree, Joe. It will. And we're going to find all that out. But this one hurts. This one really sucks. That's going to do it for this edition of the Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. Again, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at Stats on Fire. Please follow me. I love the interaction. I love to talk with everybody. Uh, hit me up. My DMs are open. You disagree with me. Whatever you want to say, I'm fine with it. I'm all here for it. I like, I like to say I'm here for the arguments. Uh, if you want more of me, I'm going to be doing a Twitter space tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'm also going to be a guest on Up and Adams with Kay Adams at 8 a.m. Pacific time. We'll talk about the loss. You can see the vein in my forehead bulge even more. Uh, but please, it's going to be a long season, and we hope you ride with us here at Niners Nation. Thanks again to Levin Black, who joined me to, to talk about this frustrating game. Always appreciate him. And uh, again, rate, review. Follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Try to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. There's still a lot of football left to go, everybody.